a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Here we go. Go get it. Let's go. That's it. It's time for the unrivaled NFL Roundup. Premium Grade A NFL news from a former NFL quarterback. And uh, the other guy on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, sports fans, welcome back. Unrivaled 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Scott Mitchell along with Jeremiah Jensen from KSL TV filling in for Mr. Alex Curie, who is away. Uh, men, Remedical is Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatment that is discreet. It's non-invasive and customized for your needs. Remedical, renew, restore, reclaim. Visit remedical.com today. Well, Jeremiah Jensen, it's that time of day. It's the time we do every day at this time. It's the NFL Roundup because, uh, you know, we live football 367 or three. I can't even add up my days. Any, three, 24-7, 365. That's what I was trying to think of. Uh, that's a lot of numbers for me to remember. Do you believe this, that so uh, clearly the Jets uh, have made it known that they want to get a veteran quarterback? Yeah. And uh, there, you know, a lot of talk with Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, and they would consider if they don't get those guys bringing back Geno Smith. Would you ever go back to the Jets if you're Geno Smith? No way. Why would Geno want to leave Seattle right now? Right. Where, where, why not? I mean, what was Seattle drafting a star quarterback in the first round? Are they using that pick from the Broncos to get a guy? At that point, maybe you do, but I don't know that. I don't know that somebody wants to go back and revisit some of the hardest moments of their career. I think they're always looking for a fresh start. And Geno Smith is a great story, and he got a fresh start in Seattle. Why would you want to leave Seattle if you had success this year in Seattle? Even if they do draft a young guy, you're still probably the man. So, no. If I'm Geno, there's no way I'd go back to the Jets. Of course, I would tell any NFL quarterback, don't don't go to the Jets. <laughs> well, for a lot of reasons. And the, Jet, the Jets have not been a great place for quarterbacks. No. Uh, but if you, you know, if you have a chance to go back to your old team and all those people that doubted you and said all those nasty things and you had a chance to just rub it in their nose, ah, I might do that. Uh, I might go back to Detroit and uh, and and you know there I could I could see that side of it. Here's the thing that that really makes me nervous about the Jets. It's it's a defensive minded coach, and I think they how they handled Zach Wilson and and of Ugh. course Zach Wilson is you know he he has to own his part of this, but I don't I don't think they did Zach Wilson any favors, and I don't think they put him in a position where um, you know he really had a chance to succeed and. 
And to pull the plug on him in such short order uh, just seems a little bit, uh, you know, like they don't really have a, any confidence in him. And, and you want to be around a coach that, you know, likes you and, and is going to stick with you and, and really give you an opportunity. And I, I'm just not sure that – and I like Robert Sala, but, you know, it's just it's, – it's a defensive-minded mentality. You want your quarterback to be a manager. You know, you don't want your quarterback to be great. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. And, you know, the Jets just can't get out of their own way. And that's just – you know, Scott, it's about fit, right? So if Zach Wilson was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens and had a year to sit back and, and, and learn and be a part of a great organization and great coaches – his circumstances might be a little bit different than they are today. Even though he got to play a lot earlier for the Jets, it doesn't mean it was the best thing for his NFL career. Right. And the second he was drafted by the Jets, it's like, oh, this is not good. Right. This is not good. Not good for either side. Yeah. This isn't going to work out, and unfortunately that's kind of where we're at. You know, I had an interesting comment, conversation. So Jeff George, my year, 1990, he was the first pick in the draft. And he went to the Indianapolis Colts. And I was drafted in the fourth round, and we, we, we had this conversation well after we retired, and I said, I was so envious of you. You know, you were the first pick in the draft, and you're up there. You're the poster child of the <laughs> the NFL with the commissioner and all that stuff. And he goes, you know, it's funny. He goes, I was envious of you. Really? He goes, because we were in the same, you know, the same division, you know, the AFC East. And so we played Indianapolis twice a year. And he goes, you had an opportunity to really learn the game and develop under just great coaching. And it was true because I, I, I was having a conversation about this even yesterday about would it have been better at, – let, let's just say I stayed another year at Utah and maybe I get drafted higher and I go, you know, who knows what happens. Because uh, I look back on my career and I just – I couldn't imagine myself going to any other team as a rookie than the Miami Dolphins. It was it was an, a, an incredible experience and I learned so much, and when I actually did get to play, it, I was ready to play, yeah. and, and it was because of that coaching. So, yeah, an interesting deal. All right, the Bears uh, apparently are leaning toward trading their number one overall pick, probably they, because it's got to be a quarterback. And they they absolutely should do this. Absolutely do this. You already have Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. They've got their quarterback. There's a lot of teams in the league that don't. And so a lot of this is kind of bait, right? So the Bears can trade this pick, get an additional pick, and still get their guy. So let's say, for instance, the Texans want uh, whoever the top quarterback is in the right. draft. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Maybe it's Anthony Richardson. Maybe yeah. the Colts wow. do it for. So if you're the Bears, you're looking at this and say, okay, we got a quarterback. Maybe we need a pass rusher. Maybe I want Jalen Carter from Georgia. Maybe I think Will Anderson is the next great NFL player, the yeah. great defensive player. Maybe that's a future defensive player of the year. So I trade down knowing I can get Will Anderson at four and the Colts are willing to pay my price to move up and get their quarterback. Or it's the Texans. Maybe the Seahawks want to get in play. Maybe they want to use this opportunity they have with the Broncos pick at five to go get a quarterback. Who knows? The Lions are in play there at six and the Raiders also at number seven are probably looking at trying to get a quarterback. So the Bears have a lot of room here to get a team to move up, take that number one pick, and get another asset in return. If I'm the Bears, I like Justin Fields. He showed what he was last year. I need help for Justin Fields. I need playmakers, or I need to improve our defense to make things easier for Justin Fields to be successful. It's so hard to, you know, because you that, that, um, 
you look at the teams that have those great quarterbacks and yeah. they just don't come around all no. the time and and to pass on it you know i'm i'm you've got to know you have a guy see, right I'm, right i'm still not 100% sold on justin fields but i'm not i wouldn't be in a position i don't know yet right yeah. so i don't want to i don't want to draft another quarterback i'd i'd rather give him a couple of more years to really you know assess where where we are with things and if he stinks, then we're still going to stink. So we're still going to get high draft choices and probably get another quarterback. It's fine. But to your point, yeah, if you can if you can get an asset that you know locks down another position for quite some time, it's it's a really good thing. All right, this is this was an interesting thing. Um, USC quarterback Caleb Williams says he would prefer to go to the Dolphins once he's in the NFL. I, I think a lot of players would like to live in Miami. I loved it, by the way. Yeah, you you know. Practice in November so are you, are you, and December, you and you're like, just every day functioning was just amazing there. Yeah. I've been to Miami in December. It's nice. So I get it. I get it. But there's there's a quarterback they have there right now, so that's a little awkward. But I guess there's always a quarterback somewhere that you want to go, right? But it's weird. That, like, I don't know the context. I don't know why he was talking about that, but it's interesting. I think... You ask nine out of ten NFL players that are coming in the league, like, "Do you want to go play in Miami?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, of course." So I think um, I think the Dolphins are like a team that could make a serious run in the playoffs and and be a, yeah. a real a real threat next year. Uh, they've got a lot of pieces to that team, and you know, uh, Tua Tagovailoa is, is really questionable where he is from a health perspective. It, it's he's had a lot of a lot of injuries that I saw guys like. You know, Steve Young had to call it quits. Troy Aikman had to call it quits yeah. because of hits like this that they kind of received. Received that. It's just funny to me where he says, "Yeah, I want to go to." Uh, you know, he's going to end up a Caleb Williams with the first pick in the draft, and it ain't going to be to Miami. That's that's <laughs> that's the sad part about this whole deal. It's Maybe like, he's the next quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Who he's, he's going to be on a bad team, and uh, and, and but. You know, there's a lot of bad teams right now that are going to get quarterbacks. Yeah, so true. he may that's end up true. on a on a good team in a bad place. Speaking of quarterbacks, the Washington Commandos have uh, cut Carson Wentz after just one year. I mean, and I'm I'm Carson Wentz, and and now I've got Eric Bieniemy coming in as the offensive coordinator, and boy, it just looks like it looks like a good deal. But uh, apparently, they they let Wentz go. Um, is is it over for Carson Wentz? I think he's in trouble. I think it's crazy how he's gone from a team that helped the Eagles get to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. People forget that. And then after that injury, he hasn't been the same. And now he's in a point where even the commanders are like, you know what, we're done. I don't know where he goes from here, Scott. It's it's tough. And you often see that you know guys that fizzle out as starters in the league, they don't always end up as backups. They just end up out of the league. Is it possible that Carson could be out of the league next year? Yeah, when you're when you're a high draft, you are. It's you 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 number one, number two. Zach Wilson is on the verge of the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. if he has two more iffy years, or if he has one more iffy year, you know, it's it's hard for him to stick in the in the NFL. It's certainly shocking to me with Carson Wentz because this is a guy that you know really was looking to be. Um, you know, he he looked like he was going to be a star in the league for a long time, and. I just wonder if health, you know, if he really has been that healthy because he sure doesn't seem to be that way. They're saving $26 million by cutting him. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a bummer. That's a bummer when you're a player and then you go, sorry, you're not getting your $26 million. 
I mean, where does he go? I mean, there, I don't know who's looking for a starter he, out there. He's a guy that maybe he'll float around on a team, and maybe he reemerges like a guy like Geno Smith somewhere down the road on it, and just gets he's in gonna there. Have to fight. Yeah, well, he's gonna have to fight. It's it's probably the end of the road for sure. Uh, speaking of end of the road, it's end of the road for this segment for us. Um, we're gonna take another break. Traffic again is up, and then we've got the old two minute drill. Unrivaled ninety seven five DKSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than eighty thousand Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? In the face of an international disaster, decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.